Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. We are back with so much to discuss from news about The View to The Bold and the Beautiful to days and everything in between. Uh, but before we jump into it all, let's check in on our co-host, Miss D. How are you? I'm feeling bald and beautiful and not a doll, baby. Not a doll. You're a doll to me, darling. Aww. And then the Drusilla Winters of this podcast, Tiggs, how are you? I'm doing just fine. How are you, Phyllis? <laughs> <I'm doing good. laughs> and then the man, much like the Black cast members of CBS Soaps, who is only showing twice a month, Rodrigo, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing real good, Casey. How are you? I'm doing well. And then... Alan, you, I already told you about this off the podcast. Blow up doll Serapa, how are you? I'm not as sticky as that doll is going to be, <laughs> but I'm, I'm an anxiety ridden mess, and that's wonderful. Anyway, well, oh. let's just go to BNB. I mean, let's just hop right into it. I mean, all of our listeners want us to talk about it. Um, so, yes. As all of my co-hosts know, I am somebody who praised B&B a little bit. And in one week, one foul swoop, they threw that praise out the damn window. <laughs> uh, so, of course, one of the major cliffhangers was Thomas once again going a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And Thomas revealed that Jeff Bezos shipped him a Hope Logan doll. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, D, what do you think? think of this and where do you think B&B is possibly heading with this very passions-esque storyline? <laughs> now where the hell this is going? I really hope that when Thomas bumped his head that he has a concussion, a brain tumor, a concussion and a tumor because this is about to get freaky and wild. Okay <laughs> now I made jokes. I'm not gonna front. I made jokes saying that I bet Thomas is going to get it in with a Buffy bot doll. Now, I was hitting. I did not know that that was going to show up on my screen. And when it did, you could hear me down the street hollering because I was hollering. It was a joke, Brad. It was a joke. You don't listen to me when I tell you to bring back Taylor. You don't listen to me when I told you to bring back Phoebe. You don't listen to me when I told you for a year and a half and stalked you to get Steffi a man before you finally got me one, but you gonna listen to a random joke that I made about a blow up sex doll? You know, I take my hat off to, to Matthew for, for talking to that doll today and not losing his shit laughing. I take my hat off to Annika because when I saw that doll, I wanna dot Brad's eye and it's not even me. I'm like, ugh. That's just gross. And like I go on record and say, I don't know where that Taylor doll is or how many of them have that no, Taylor not doll. the Taylor doll from Omar. No. I told I straight up said oh. to Annika, you better make sure you get that doll because y'all gonna walk in and a security guard is gonna be going in on the hope bot, as I'm calling it. So this is the, the most ridiculous mannequin-esque stuff I've ever seen. I, I love even know. I rode hard with them. I dragged them for Darla's ghosty head popping oh, around. Darla. Oh, I dragged Darla. them for that stupid ghost that 
that when they were trying to scare Douglas that that Thomas did, and now we got a Buffy bot. I cannot. I, I'm going on mute because I might say something I can't take back. But I know where you live, Brad. <laughs> I might show up at your house because this is some mess. Start listening to the other stuff I say. Don't be listening to me when I be talking foolishness. Listen to me when I tell you how to save your ratings. This is not it, son. Well, and, you know, Dee, you brought up a very good point because B&B is, in fact, the only soap who, since coming back, has continued to see solid ratings growth. Um, and now this, I don't know. Um, Tiggs, we were discussing on Twitter, you thought this should have been a story given to more of a side character. So, Tiggs, what do you think about this latest Thomas Goes Nuts development? I've never liked Thomas having this creepy obsession with Hope. You don't do this to a legacy character. You do this for a side character. Where's that Benny person at? They could have had him go crazy and Thomas could have saved Hope to redeem himself. Like like D said, it better be a brain tumor or something because how can you explain this? How is Thomas going to get out of this? Like It's creepy. It's bad enough that Hope is his stepsister, but it's creepy. It's weird. We're never going to want him to raise Douglas at this point. Like it, it, It's just like why, why? Like where's Taylor? Where's Taylor? You statue popping pills on crack. You got Thomas screwing blow up sex dials and shit. Where the fuck is Taylor? You can't work it out with Hunter Tylo. Get a recast. Can she come in on Facetime? God damn it! Can she zoom? Can she do something? Their mother is a psychiatrist. Why is she? They don't even mention Taylor. Can we at least be like, oh, we, we, we was on Facetime with mom the other day. Some shit, any damn thing. Why Ridge can't say, oh, I want to send help, send Thomas to his mama. Maybe she can help. Some shit like that. Just, just nothing. I, where, where can you go from here? Because when, when they find this dial, what are you going to do? Marry her in Eric's living room? So many people um, took to Twitter. D, I don't know what the hell you're doing right now. <laughs> D is like dancing in the corner there. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, I, I'm like so over Taylor not being there because yes, it's like the number one complaint of the show. Like, where is Taylor? I'm so over whatever behind the scenes shit has gone on. I mean, it's basically the equivalent now of like not having Drusilla back from the dead on YNR and then like never mentioning Drusilla. I don't know. Um, Alan, let's go to you um, on this. Um, I know somebody took to Twitter to say, is B&B trying to do a rape story down the line um, with Thomas probably mistaking the doll for hope? So what do you think about oh, that? Oh, good lord. The last thing the show needs is a rape. <laughs> you know Brad Bell would not tell it responsibly. Because remember when Ridge raped Brooke and they didn't really treat it like rape, did they? They did not because I mean, Thomas could not come back from that. It's already bad enough that he murdered Emma and now he's prepared to tear up some plastic ass. We don't need to become a rapist. There's the name of the podcast. Plastic ass. He already had Like how, I, how uh, Douglas was conceived. Yeah, where you know she, she had too much to drink, she had the pills and all that stuff. Well, the last time the show tried to tell a rape story, it was centered around Steffi's consensual one-night stand with Bill. 
Which, by the way, I love how Ridge still brings that up as saying Bill forced himself on Stephanie. He's going to do that, that to the was, day he died. He is never yeah. going to accept. Yeah. A rapist, say, on, a rapist so judging a consensual one night stand just is hilarious. He ain't never gonna get off that. He gonna no. stay on that forever. So, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> the last time they took rape seriously was when um Brooke got raped by that man that Stephanie sent. No, that, that was so for plot. Oh my god, they did so it not was, tell that That was so plot. That was, it was so still taken more seriously. And that I could not stand Stephanie after that. I wanted the character of Stephanie to die after that because I was like, that is so gross that she sent that man to rape Brooke. And then the very next week, Brooke was like, Stephanie, how could you do this? I was like, oh God. I was like, no, no, mm-mm, no. Like she what? said it like, like Stephanie sent that man to steal Brooke's Amazon package. Like, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> He did not steal your box of calf cans, girl. He raped you. Mm. I'm dead. No, stop. I would have been, 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 been chasing Stephanie's motherfucking ass around Eric Clifford with a fire <laughs> poker. Like, you bitch. Now, you know, I tell you what, though. What would be really hot is this would be a great time for Sheila Carter to stop by and found out that she's been plotting with Thomas and manipulating him since he fell off that cliff. Like if he had a brain, <laughs> Sheila, she she too busy serving fries. So she not she don't have time for all that. Right. No, she's serving bread. She over there growing She over there, bro. She over there, bro. Two cheese right now, just like, <laughs> like that gardener Mateo. They they are. At the Papa John's, and oh lord! <laughs> oh, well, hold on, I'll, I'll be over there with Mateo too. Francisco St. Martin, he can't act rough a damn, but that motherfucker sure pretty to look oh at. Oh my god, I, I want to forget that man. But so honestly bad. and truly, though, I really hope that it turns out that he does have a brain tumor he or that he has a, a major head injury. And that it came from when Bruce, when Brooke pushed him off that oh, over the cliff. Because yeah. that that's the only thing that's ever gonna break it a bridge. That would be perfect. That would or, be perfect. Or you can do well. Brad would never do a, a serious mental illness storyline because oh, obviously, <laughs> obviously, Thomas got he's got a few screws loose, and it's been going on since he was a kid. I mean, Thomas oh. has been doing like. He burned down the house for God's back sake. In, yeah, it was just like well, for years. It runs in their family. You see, crazy yeah. ass Pam. What you talking about? Right. Yeah, and then, and then, then he tried to blow her up. Rick. Yeah, he tried to blow yeah. her up. He tried to blow Rick up. Yeah. Right. That was right. Like it. I co-signed that, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, Brad, like I tweeted, like he should get the electric chair for this storyline because this is. Not what I ex- when he opened that package up and that uh, and hopes uh, I said oh, here we go here we go again with Brad like this is classic you know what this bullshit as Brad I'm sorry I was stupidity. kidding I was this kidding I apologize and you can tell my boyfriend he my boyfriend so new to soaps because I told him the spoiler. And, and he didn't caught up on it, and this motherfucker is obsessed. He's been watching Bold for like a month. He loved it. He loved that it's crazy. He like, I hope because he, I he hope doesn't he know the characters. Too. Like, that's like, oh, the God. thing. You it's like watching in- Passions. Yeah, yeah, you get sucked into a soap yeah. and you don't know the characters because it's fun and exciting, and you get to form your own history. But this reminds me of Mal Young's story for JT. That is what this reminds me of. Because... Trash literally takes a week 
and he's crazy. Like, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. And I get it, Thomas has done, you know, terrible things, especially since Matthew Atkinson took over the role, but it's nothing's been addressed. Like, it's crazy without reason. And mm-hmm. Because I, it's like, he was happy with Sally. He was happy with Caroline. You know, back Thomas in the day, you know, back in the day, you when they was in Cabo and all that, yeah, he was kind of crushing on hope a little bit. But it was innocent. It was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, but it was- now, it's just like, he has the hospital, his stepsister, he's willing to like, traumatize his own son to do it. That's sick. Like, no. And the thing is, and it's talking. That damn doll is talking in his head. Like it's. I'm when about that thing started, when that, I'm thing, about- when that thing started talking, I was like, "Oh no!" I just oh, can't. I gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta flip the channel because I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. It's gonna be a Buffy bot situation. Oh my god! I apologize to Annika on behalf of every soap fan, because I'm sorry, girl, this is what your Emmy nomination got you. And girl, I, I hope they're paying you double. I hope they're paying you double for this year, because they, they're taking yeah. your life. <laughs> and, and, they're they're, they're about to get you better clothes. Dog. The dog favors Annika, but damn. Mm-mm. That dog ain't Annika, that's a Nico. Favors, get that money and see other things he could, they could have done with that money. Um, other people that they could have paid. That's Hunter Thomas. Yeah, that's her that's salary. They did Hunter Tyler's salary. Made this damn doll. They could have did something where, like, like Thomas could have hired some woman to act like to impersonate Hope for his freaky fantasies or some shit like that. That would have been more interesting or something. It backfired. Look at you, Tina way. Turner. I'm your private dancer. Something. <laughs> and then why he in this old? Why he in this ratty ass shack? You are Thomas Forrester. Why you ain't in no luxury hotel? <laughs> That's like what I that. said to Rodrigo. Why is he living in the slums? He's in the hood. Thomas he's is a in the hood. He's a Moroni and he's a forester. He's <laughs> saving money. We in a damn pandemic, man. He's saving his cash. He's no. saving all right that. Okay? He can go. He can, there's no room at Forrester um, at the mansion. I mean, come on now. Taylor, my God, Taylor used to have a mansion, which is now Bill's house, but I still call it Taylor's house. But <laughs> so, yeah, Eric got but, a whole ass like it's a gatehouse, house. isn't it? Yeah. It's a gatehouse that Rick used to live at with Maya. Why he can't live at that motherfucker? Um, he can live at well, the pool anyway, house for all I care. The pool, <laughs> the Abbott pool house crossover. Oh, <laughs> Some will go freak the fuck out. <laughs> um, so anyway. Rodrigo, uh, let's go back to you before we move on uh, to another show. Um, I want to get your impression of Delon Demetz, who debuted as the new Zendo <laughs> taking over. <laughs> Tiggs, I'm going to have to mute you. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, you know, every oh, Zendays is getting lighter and lighter every time it comes hmm. back. I just started thinking of that little boy who used to play him. <laughs> have you seen what he looks like now? Have you seen what that boy looks like now? They could have just hired him because he looks damn good. But um, lighter, lighter, light bright, light bright is back. Is back. Um, Did you call him light bright? No. Light bright. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start calling him light skin and Light bright. <laughs> no, his yes. new name is Light Bright. Thank you, Light Rodrigo. Bright. Light Bright, honey, because 
And the scenes with him and Zoe, I'm just like, this is boring as shit. Like, why is he here? It's oh, stupid. Zoe, Bucking why is, from London. Why is Carter? Why they got Lauren Saint? Um, what's his last name? Lawrence. Why they got Remy Boudreaux up here? <laughs> why they got Lawrence in the storyline? He needs a he needs a more mature storyline. Why he's playing with these children? I, I don't. It's terrible. Hey, Carter it's and Zoe, ter- though, like Zendaya the infiltrator. This shit with him and Zoe is so forced. Terrible. It's ter- now they because they don't have chemistry. Like to me, Lawrence actually does have chemistry with Kiara. Yeah. Lawrence and Victor. That's all. Delon doesn't. I was kind of seeing. But you know they related. But hey, it is bold and beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but I actually did see chemistry between Delon and Attica, and I'm like, oh, damn, no, they ain't related. Yeah. She a damn Logan. Well, I I don't know. I'll give this boy a little chance, a little bit more of a chance. Oh, but he's 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 a little he's dry. I don't think he's that good. Um, <laughs> it's gonna take some time to like get into this character again. Uh but. It is what it is. I mean, okay. My should have just brought back the Avon slide. I don't even care For about real, like, I don't know. Oh, they tried to bring back Carla and Carla said, not no, but hell no. <laughs> no, you gonna have me waiting a year and a half to get me get me back on they the They literally set. when they came back from the pandemic, I got so excited because Soap Opera Digest reported Carla Mosley back to B B. A month later, Carla Mosley exits B and B. I said, What's she exiting from? You ain't been on mm. the show in a year. <laughs> Mm, no, mm, she mm. walked in and saw them mannequins and shit and said, oh, no. This, he said, Ella Wheeler, your production values were bad. Oh, no, she exited from the credits. That's what that is. If I were Carly, yeah, if I was like, Carla Mosley, Carla I, I, if I was Carla, I had her agent call Uncle Frank over at GH because my award needs to come back How you on doing? the show. And How you doing? I, she would fuck shit up on that show. And, um, that's all I gotta say about that. Oh, Carla would be a mix. Carla, mm. oh my god. That would be a perfect storyline. Maya could come back and be like, I ain't give Valentin shit. He stole my shares. Come on there, we finna fuck him up. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. Mm. This, anyway. is, this is new for me to be actually excited about GH4 change. Goodness. Ah. I'm All so right, glad uh, that y'all got on the train with Rodrigo and I. Thanks for coming. Yes, please. Yes. Look, Get on I board. was there too. I took my hiatus. The only <laughs> thank you for, we thank never you got on off board. the train, so thank oh, you. No, it, it we took a ride or die. Dude, that well, was Rodrigo was and I, Rodrigo and I, the true Jason. We the true ride and die because we didn't roll with this. Jason, bro. Good, 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 good bad. 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 The good bad. Yeah, I never stopped it. Because Alan, Alan has kept dude. his foot on General Hospital's neck for like five years now. As he should. Yeah, as he should. Alan <laughs> promised Frank a little something something if he could write back in Kim Delaney. That's what Alan said. Alan mm. said, look, if you can get Jackie Templeton back on the canvas, I'll Templeton you. Them GH, I'm going to tell you. Like I said, like, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'll GH, show my Jackie and your Templeton. GH is the best soap on daytime right now, bar none. Compared oh, to those other three shows, compared to those three other shows, this is the best show on whatever Dan and Chris, they were eating their Wheaties. They know what the hell they're doing. I see a future for this show. I see some storylines coming up. The other shows, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what happened. Mickey Mouse told the motherfuckers, um, Jody Foster, um, Kim Tetson for a talk show. 
<laughs> God damn it, but Burt Reynolds' corpse. So y'all better um do get your shit that together, y'all ass. Anyway, okay. So before we move into General Hospital, we will get there. Um, uh, let's see, Alan. Uh, thoughts on Delonde Metz? He's stiff as hell. He has a sexy voice and he looks nice, but I don't see it for him. And you know, I have a feeling it would. So I think he is a strong actor. I think there's room for growth for him. I think what's hard though is he's having to do what the other cast members are doing. Sometimes he doesn't get to act to another actor, you know, because sometimes what they do is they'll like digitally transmit somebody in a scene. Like they'll do their, because look, bold and beautiful. I'm sorry. You won't have to, you know, do some GH stuff because I can't take the 68 feet apart. It is not six feet apart over there. I mean, you have Rena Sofer standing in the Grand Phoenix across the stage and John McCook standing in the Forrester living room. And that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're three months being back into production. Yeah. They need to loosen up a little bit. It, and I get it. You know, protect your cast and crew at all cost. But when I see General Hospital, you know, having love scenes and coming off of kisses and people getting to grab okay. other actors... It's time, okay? COVID test, make sure everybody's right. Check, you know, Jacqueline McInnes Woods' temperature. But Okay, let me tell you something. Nicholas and Abel be in bed and it'll be a goddamn thermometer on the side of that motherfucker, okay? Hello, they get, they getting tested between takes. They are like, they are just, you know, Frank I think they're Valentini. signing waivers. Frank Valentini is the Donald the Trump of COVID for soaps. He's like, I don't care. We're putting on a good show. Look, I tell you, yeah. Oh, anyway, um, let's hop over to the talk show side of things to discuss um, Ana Navarro um, on The View opening up about her husband's uh, COVID battle. Um, so Ana did admit that it came into her house very rapidly. Um, nobody kind of saw it coming. Um, her husband has been battling it, but this all centers around the recent discussion in the Biden, Trump, and Pence Harris debates um, and how COVID has been brought up in those debates. So, Tiggs, um, if you got a chance to read anything about this, um, what do you think about Ana Navarro being very brutally honest about COVID 19 in her household? Um, and the direction that the country is going when it comes to the pandemic. I have not, but I do know who Anna Navarro is, and I have kept up with her a little bit, and I've appreciated her transition. It's like she loves, you know, being a Republican and blah, 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 but, you know, she's one of the few people that saw the light and saw that Donald Trump is a fucking cartoon villain <laughs> that does not want what's best for this country. He just wants to be the center of attention and keep his rich buddies happy and screw his daughter. So, I mean, I feel for her. I feel for her and her family, like, because you never really know until it affects you personally. Like a, a friend of mine who I've been, you know, going back and forth on uh, Instagram, his mother was only 44 years old and died of COVID back in March. And she was healthy enough. You know, she did have certain issues, but it's like when she had COVID, like it, everything just hit her like a ton of bricks. And she was dead within like less than a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it's just unfortunate that, you know, he gets COVID and, you know, he gets the best medical care that money can buy. Even though he didn't pay 750 motherfucking dollars. He didn't, he paid rent in taxes for a damn year. And now he's on the mend after three damn days, but there are people who can barely afford it. Even people who can't afford that. There have been rich people who died of COVID. It's like, because I mean, rich people, they ain't no healthier than a poor person. There's a lot of people who have died or who have had long lasting side effects. There are people younger than us, like people your age, Casey, who like they have okay. they're still having they're still having lung problems and kidney problems, and they beat COVID three, four months ago. Nothing was yeah. wrong with them until they're they got seeing, sick. you know, our science is constantly trying to develop the best it can on this, and they're seeing that what goes around comes around, you know, mm-hmm. with this deadly virus. Um, but anyway, D, so uh, Navarro took the time to bring up uh, Whoopi Goldberg's uh, battle with pneumonia uh, mm-hmm. last year, which set Whoopi aside from the show for a few months. And she said, Whoopi, you know what that does to you? He was lethargic. Um, he's home now. He's feeling great. He's out of the woods. Um, I am feeling so blessed and I can't tell you how much this weekend I have thought of all the people who dropped their loved ones off at an ER never to see them again. So D, how does that make you feel uh, that Navarro took the time, even though she's historically on the other side, um, just to open up and be honest with people who watch The View? Well, on the one hand, it's nice to see Republicans being honest about something. Um, I say this considering that, you know, roughly 65% of my family is Republican, so I can talk mess if I want to. Um, I would talk mess even if I wouldn't. I like that she's actually being transparent and honest as opposed to um, that other blonde scourge on that show. Um, I think that people need to tell true experiences. I'm literally sitting here arguing with people on um, Facebook, which I don't even know why I get on that app where they're playing fast and loose with their kids and health and saying, oh, we need to open things back up. They're not transmitting the kids, so they need to go back to school. I'm like, they're not transmitting because the kids aren't in school, dummy. So there's not data for that. But wait, you're waiting for people to die. I'm glad that she's actually being honest, that she's being forthright and truthful. And it's it's refreshing to see people be like, look, this this happened to me. This is what it is. I know my people feel this way, but this is what's going on. You don't get that very often. Some, I mean, you see what's going on. I mean, people are sitting here and they're pretending like there's no virus, like like there's a vaccine and we just said, oh, I'm done with COVID, so it's over. So it's for me, it's nice to see. But I like Anna Navarro and I wish she was on there like all the time, all the time. Me too, yeah. I love her. She actually, she can see both sides of an issue and not just be like, I have to be this way because I'm going straight down the party line. And of course, you know, I always love the video meme that Rodrigo shares. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> my favorite. The yeah. power that I had, the influence that I had. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my favorite. That's my favorite. And, and I t- I'll be honest, I, I'm always honest. I do not watch The View full time. I watch for clips on Twitter. Yeah. They have the best. Okay, <laughs> they have the best clips on Twitter. They do because it's a lot. They always viral. So her Anna's has the best viral 
tweets because like the clips because she's so brutally honest. I, I almost forget she's Republican. I'm just like, why can't we have more Republicans like this? But I'm just like, okay. She speaks her mind. She doesn't take no shit, even with that blob on the on the panel. Um, so it's it's refreshing to see. So I, I admire her honesty. I wish her husband of you know because he you know continues to recover from this very deadly disease that you know some want to think is nothing and it's just a common cold for some people. But um, but it's for refreshing to see especially Republican being so honest, especially these days. Uh, about what's going on, and you, you love to see it. And yeah, she should be on that show more than she is right now. Um, hopefully, that will change. Yeah, hopefully she'll like you know get a full time gig over there. So, but I'm I'm very you know I'm very happy that everything's going well for her and her husband. So it is just it's so crazy. Like you know, with my job, me working from home. You know, I'm a relay caller for the hearing impaired, so I get to listen in on phone calls. And of course, I'm not, I can't say what they be saying, but it's just a lot of ignorant people out there who just act like this is just some big inconvenience. Not, well, not that it's a real thing that people are dying and, and people are getting sick. And it's even if they don't die, it's permanently like affecting their lives and their families. People losing their jobs, can't feed their kids, can't pay their bills. And then all oh, this COVID thing, all oh, it's just they're just so nonchalant and blase about it because they want to go fucking go play Canasta and shit. It's like fuck when you I and scroll Canasta. by when I scroll by um, news articles on Facebook, and I see oh um, a thousand more dead today from COVID, and I see the laugh reaction. You know, even if you don't believe that there's a virus, even if you are some nut on the right side how can you just laugh at people dying anyway you know like that just that shows what kind of person you are it shows how disgusting you are um but anyway of course um there was also a positive uh test at uh the studio um at days of our lives um, and the show did shut down for a week um, in production. Um, but as of two days ago, they are back um, filming new episodes. So, Alan, what did you think of the positive test shutting down the show for a week um, and then now everybody being back in the studio? Well, it was inevitable that there would be shut down on the show because of a positive test. It was inevitable. Thankfully, none of the actors on any of the poor shows have gotten COVID yet. It's kind of a miracle because they've been... Bulls are back in of July, and all these months, no positives for among the actors. So I'm hoping like continues that the actors say net COVID negative, but I'm dreading the day that someone's going to pop up positive because you know I doubt that we can go many more months without that happening. I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm dreading it. Well, and then D, you know, it was reported that John Aniston, who plays Victor um, Kyriakis, of course, uh, he is filming scenes from home. Um, and so since we had a positive test at Days of Our Lives, do you think maybe more of the older actors like Suzanne Rogers and Deidre and Drake might start taking that route as well as an extra precaution? 
don't know. Suzanne can stay at home. But, um. <laughs> I'm Don't leave my Aunt Maggie alone. <laughs> shit. You know. D, you I'm ain't shit for that. Stop it. Shit. <laughs> I, I just, all I pictured as soon as she said that was Maggie going, oh, God. I can take Maggie on a Zoom call. I can't take Maggie in person. I think I've had enough Maggie in person for the rest of this year. I'm just saying. Um, Deidre Hall, I, think, I mean, Suzanne Rogers was getting more episodes than anybody. I mean, that's what look, I'm saying. So, I you all thought Victoria Conifel was the lead to Days of Our Lives. Suzanne said, No, bitch. Hmm. No. So I'm pretty much of the notion that I think that they're being extra, extra careful with the oldies but goodies. You know, I feel like they're taking extra cautions to limit their scenes keep them with each other, keep them away, you know, doing the things that they can because they know who their bread and butter are. They know who we watch for. Come on now. I mean, some of these fans on Twitter be trying to come for Jarlena and I'm like, um, that's the only thing that's kept some of us watching all these years. And that's that's the only thing that's Hello. kept that show on the air. I'm like, it's, no. the, oh, it's, it's us viewers. It's yeah. us viewers and our loyalty that's keeping that show on the air. So I'm going to need them and, and we know what we like. So I stand by what I said. When I said earlier, no, all, say it. Yes. That, all of the people that don't understand Orpheus, shut up. It's not for you. Not every storyline <laughs> story on Days of Our Lives is for everybody. I mean, there I don't. There's some couples I don't like. Some storylines I don't like. I, uh, there's a lot of storylines I don't like happening on Days of Our Lives right now. So what do I do? I hit that fast forward button and keep it moving. Orpheus is and not your ratings point still counts. Your exactly. ratings point. And I'm like, Orpheus <laughs> is not for everybody. Orpheus and Jarlena going at it, that's for us. That's that's I porn for us. Oh, mm-hmm. that's when she that hair back and yeah. she goes classic Orpheus. I'm like, oh, tell it, Ma. Tell it, Marlena. <laughs> yes, I was going back and forth with a fan and he was just like, I'm tired of it. It's getting old. Who want to keep seeing Marlena get kidnapped? This bitch this right one? here. Yeah. This bitch Look, right here. If Erica Kane was still on my TV, okay, I would want to see her walking down the aisle to Jack and Dimitri and Adam. Well, she can't walk down the aisle to Okay. Deirdre Hall told me to tell y'all uh, Marlena again kidnapped has been her bread and butter since 1981. Okay, she has been exactly. doing this for the for years, and that's what the audience wants to see. They want to see. A, they want to see that. that she is allegedly the third highest paid star in daytime right now. She has um, been getting kidnapped since some of y'all were in short pants. So yes. I'm- okay. Okay. If 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 you don't like it, don't watch it. Hit the fast forward button. It ain't for you, baby. And the only thing that changes is the hairstyle, but she keeps it moving. Once in a while, you know, once in a while, she might kill up the whole town or have the devil in her or be in a golden birdcage in Paris. But Exactly. And while we're at it, while John Anderson's at home, um, Bill and Susan C. Four Page, y'all can be at home, too. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Look, I love Susan, but no, bitch. They can be I'm at home for a break. I interviewed you before. You are a nice lady. And we have the technology. We have but the technology no. now. Like, look at they all these talk shows. They can be on a vacation, zooming yeah. in. Salem, I need okay? like a Julie bot to be running around Julie's mm-hmm. place, like in they a can film those scenes. They can film their scenes at home and whatnot. I mean, we have you know, the technology. Like, yeah. like, like, the technology like, for it. So, like Casey said, they can hire some like. 50-year-old lady or something like that is kind of like a Julie bot. Oh, my name is Midge, and Julie hired me to 
run the place while she's gone. You know, okay, I didn't mean Marge and Catherine. What I meant was <laughs> on, on an iPad screen. Yeah. <laughs> Just exactly. have Eli roll her around. Have, have Eli roll her around. Have them on a cruise and they zooming in from the cruise ship. Okay. Well, and it can be the cruise of deception. Right behind them can be the ghost of Ernesto Toscano. There you go. Oh, Julie Helpful. Uh, so anyway, Rodrigo, um, Days of Our Lives also has a new Theo. Um, oh, lips. Mm. Cameron Johnson has been Some cast lips, in the baby. role of Theo. Oh, I know, honey. Lord, no. here, I come here to talk you straight on this damn show. If they can see what all of y'all did as soon as he mentions Theo, it's hard Ooh, being to talk straight on this show. Okay. Thank you, Thank you Jesus. Oh, oh, my God. God. Wait, 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 Look, his lips like LL Cool J when he talking to Kyle. Like, you know, you know. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that boy. Is oh, let me air. tell you. Let me pull up a picture. Let me pull mm. up. Look, look at that. Oh, yeah. I tell you. Look. And he got the picture ready already. He had the picture like ready to go, which means you didn't already downloaded it and saved it and probably has it as your background. Yeah. Use a hug. Let's do it. First of all, I'm so happy Theo's coming back from Africa. He's been there too damn long. There's too much shit going on in Salem. Too much shit going on in Salem. Too much you know, days days sends everybody to Africa. They I'm convinced Lexi isn't like even that. in heaven. She's an African. I don't like with, that. I have a problem with that when they do that with shit. Robin anyway. And Mike. <laughs> look, she look, say how to work quick loud for me, Lexi. <laughs> uh, but Theo has to come back. That young set over at Days is Going into formation right now, they're already setting up that show to be taken over by the young generation. So this is just great like that Theo feels back. Maybe Abe will probably get a storyline. I don't know, because like James Reynolds, poor man, he don't want an Emmy and then has put him back in the back burner and hasn't done shit since. But Ron. hopefully, like this should be a start of something new. And let's bring Brandon back too. Speaking of lips, let's bring <laughs> let's bring on back Brandon. Okay, speaking the, of lips and pecs and cheeks, everything. Oh, let's geez. get that car. Let's get the Carver family back, like like strong. And, and how many Carvers know? out there? Like the Carver family is never talked about, and there's actually a few. There's Carvers Jonah. Out they there. can bring Jonah too. Oh, Jonah, yes, there. bitch. Uh -huh. Oh. Oh, bring Anthony Montgomery. There you they go. can bring Anthony. back Hello? Jet Fine Ass. Jet. Oh, I forgot about that boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. That boy Look, was so fine. They the Carvers were like the black versions of the Reardons from Guided Light. All those hunky men in that family. Oh, yeah. Man. Lonnie about to have twins. and then like, Come on now. Let's, but let's, I want let's Theo to it. come back. I want Theo to come back wanting to be a motherfucking demerit. He need to tell Abe that. Look, yes. I, took, I took a bullet for this shit. No, I'm a demand. Well, I wonder. And I want to so, go work at the Mary Enterprise. Tiggs, you mentioned they were setting up Kate Nabe because look, yeah. I've been out of days. Ooh, see, ooh, ooh, Theo wait, needs wait, to wait, come wait, back wait, and explain that. Terrorize. Like seriously, oh, you terrorize. want this okay, to you next it. Tuesday? Oh, yes. look, look, he and Vivian are gonna get another fishing boat and put Kate. On this Yo, be. watch your back, Kate. Theo coming for look. your ass, okay? You no, I, ass. Look, I'll tell <laughs> you how it's gonna go down. Theo is gonna hire Deborah Adair. To come on that set, make Kate go crazy. <laughs> there you go. I will pay cash money to see that shit. Oh lord! <laughs> I, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of Abe and Kate. But if they brought Theo back, getting in her ass, forget yes. that shot. Yes, oh, I'm be. I'll be a fan. 
I'm a fan of I that. Mean, with those lips, he's got to get in somebody's ass. And I hope they don't they don't waste him on that Claire girl. I'm like, no, don't do that. Oh, no. like, I, you know, I, I like, y'all, y'all don't like, I like Nuka. No, she, first of all, she's too old for that part. Like, her and um, Martha, Martha she's Madison. Bell, that's what dancers. she is. I was like, Martha Madison needs to <laughs> feel get, threatened. That, because girl, that, actress, that actress is almost 30 years old. I'm like, <laughs> come on now. Like, why they do that to Martha Madison like that? I, I like her. Say. She adds maturity to the role. I, I, I love Olivia Rose Keegan, but Olivia Rose still played Claire like she was just, mm, I just turned 18, but I'm crazy. Well, that's, that's how old she, she did just to be. You know, well, no, that, but, but no. She's supposed this, to be in her mid-20s. She's been in this role for five damn years. 25. This chick is playing 35 to 50. I need you to stop. Let's be honest, <laughs> this Claire, like, with, that, like, with that ugly ass sweater. Oh, those sweaters this they got. Claire burn, burn it in a Jeez. fire. Burn all this shit. Oh, burn Come on now. This, this Claire looks like she could be in a love scene. I could not imagine Olivia Kate Rose in a love scene because that just looks wrong. Even when Trip nudged her, that looked wrong. Well, look, you don't want Trip Ooh. nudging you right now, apparently. <laughs> um, but <laughs> this Claire reminds me of. Burgess Jenkins playing Billy. Uh, oh, Lord. I'm like, who is this 50 yeah. year old? Don't look that old, Casey. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this player has a credit score of 832, and she's about to sign off on the first house. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. they, they, they didn't have to go that old because hell, she's a great actress. Though. She's a really good old. actress, but they didn't need to go to the senior citizen home. I'm like, they went too old. Like I said, I, I like her though, and I like her with Trip. Her and Trip got chemistry. I like that. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hear you down there. Higgs is getting crickets from the rest of us. Don't waste Theo. Don't waste his sexy ass new feel on that girl. Please don't do it, Ron. Please. I'm begging you. Please He's don't do it. Yeah, he probably gonna end up with Allie's ass. Oh no, Mm-mm, her either. No, don't waste that. You know what? No, <laughs> I need this Theo to be with a more mature woman. Mature woman, like, mature woman. Shit, you be playing shit. Not Kate, not Kate. I need not Theo Kate, to grow bro. some hair on his chest. I need Theo to become. Oh, maybe a Nicole. Nicole gonna need some loving because Eric out in Africa doing no, guys no. No, oh, God. no. Ooh, you want to no. climb on his dick? That's disgusting oh my god well maybe she will be crying if he's doing his job right Mm -hmm. anyway no uh, no no let's be real no they need to go ahead and get him a little black girlfriend shit no you know who his girlfriend will be dina higley and during november sweep she's gonna push him down the stairs again (laughs) yeah like i said on twitter i think this is an unpopular opinion but i want him to come back can we just forget about the, the the uh the autism God forgive me, no offense to anybody Ooh. out there that, that has children that are suffering from that, but it pissed me off that Dina Hickley wanted to get the only black kid and say them autism because one of her children had one. Bitch, this ain't about you. Which I, I did like <laughs> when Ron did the shooting story. He actually did play up on Theo's autism really well, but right now... I love Ron. Let me preface that. I love Ron. I do. I'm ride or die for Ron. But right now, Ron is doing what he does at every single show he's ever been in. He's in his season-long plot 
where it's just plot and no character. He'll get out Ooh. of it eventually, but Ooh, right now he's re- in plot mode. Get ready for this next storyline that he got coming up with Kayla. I'm like, Lord Jesus, why are y'all doing this? What's going on with What's going on with Sierra? Did you see the previews for next week's episode? No, honey. I oh, I was going to try to knock her up. Rob's trying to knock her up with Stefano's air. I, I don't know what the fuck this, oh, this no. shit is. Wait, 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 wait. What? Rob is trying to impregnate Kayla with the spawn of Stefano. Kayla is 60 damn years old. Kayla just got a next AARP magazine in the damn mail. They are, they don't, they're going to be raping Kayla again. Lord Jesus. Wait, 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 wait. She didn't even sleep with Steve again until he was Steve again. How does this, what? Ron, 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 Ron. Impregnate her. You, she got a damn uterus. It's not like she has to make the baby. No, but Kayla. Ron, but no, what I'm saying, like, Ron, you, you what I'm saying cool. is she didn't sleep with Steve again until after he knew he was Steve again, right? Ron is getting cuckoo bookie bookie are again. I'm doing, like, Lord. So, okay, are they doing like what Kristen did with Teresa all those years ago? Like, I'm telling to be honest, you never know what's really about the party. Or are we doing like Virginia on Sunset Beach with the turkey baster? <laughs> <laughs> He gonna, and he gonna do like IVF kind of sort of like like whoop, whoop it up in there. I don't know. I don't think it's actually gonna happen. D, is that your IVF noise? Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no. Oh no. No, y'all, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There could we're, be a saving we're grace. We're waiting, Tiggs. No, there could be a saving grace. It could all be a fluke. You know how Ron likes to act a fool for Halloween. No, don't watch. you mention fluke. No. no. I don't. Oh, <laughs> no. Halloween oh, Halloween episode. I see. Oh, what yeah. Yeah, Halloween is next week. So maybe yeah, I guarantee right. that's the Halloween episode. Oh, Ron right. likes okay. to do those really dumb, I don't want to write for that day. Okay, Halloween. Ron. Okay, Ron. Because I yeah. like the one, for, the one for April Fool's. That one was good. That episode. Right, that should have been the real storyline. Shit, it really should have been. <laughs> anyway, but no, y'all. Yeah, I I he, oh god, bring him back. Yes, wasting I, him over there. Why not have him over there being flamboyant in sequence? Uh, Please, yeah, I guarantee no. you. Yeah, Kayla getting pregnant for the Halloween episode. I can take that. It better be just the Halloween episode uh, and nothing else. Come on back. Come on back, Greg. Oh, uh, so anyway, you, speaking of Greg. I know I do like that um, Kevin McCoy named their baby Miles. That was cute. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, so <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, fuck them kids. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, look, I'm waiting for somebody to call CPS on Chloe because of Bella. I'm like, Chloe don't know. She don't need to be raising kids. Um, anyway, so uh, let's talk about Wyandar. Um, So Dina's last episode came up as Marla Adams. Hey. Oh my God, Tig, stop. Um, <laughs> Marla Adams. Um, was let go from The Young and the Restless. Uh, it was a beautiful episode, in my opinion. I'm behind on YNR, but I actually skipped ahead to watch it. Um, it was a script written by Janice Free Esser from A Breakdown um, from Jeff Feldner. Um, so, D, what did you think of the end um, of Dina Mergeron on The Young and the Restless? 
Now, see, I caught hell because I posted what my mama said. She was like, slutty Dina died? Yes. My mama was watching YNR. My grandma watched YNR. My great-grandmother watched YNR. My entire family has watched YNR. Like, we are a YNR family. I'm the only one that went off script when I started watching ABC soaps. So I remember slutty Dina. I loved Dina. Dina did John so wrong. Those last, the last few episodes or whatever, I know we were over it because of the stuff going on in General Hospital. So I feel like we're a little bit jaded. We like, you know, like Alan kill all the old people. But I actually, <laughs> it, it was very well done. It was very well done. That episode was beautiful. Just her going off and her being off in that in that glowy light. I was like, ooh, that lighted person did her amazing and fantastic. I'll so tell I you, yeah, that lighted person made Marla Adams look 20 years younger. Yeah. Like it was 1983 all over again. The only problem I had, and, and it's going to be an issue according to spoilers, is that Theo wasn't there. Why oh, the go well, now old? Theo's apparently going go after her money. Why are you going to go through all of that mess to make them related and then you don't play up the Brooks angle at all? You're not going to play up any of that? They had a connection. They had a relationship. He better light those abbots up. I'm oh, gonna that's why Theo's going to be mad. That's why he's going to be mad. Theo's going to be mad. He gonna go, he gonna, he's going to go. He's out for revenge. You could have mm-hmm. sent a text, sent a phone call. Even you could have sent him an Uber from work, you know, like, hey, Theo, your Uber will be there. And I'm being real serious with this. Even if, you know, he wouldn't have got there in time, at least he would have been on his way. He wouldn't have been angry, but it's like you deprived him of a chance to say goodbye. Especially when they established that Theo was the only one who could get Dina to remember anything in the final months of her life. Like, they established that. And... And yeah. then you just cut him out at the end. So you know what? When he rages holy jihad on the abbots, I'm like, go for it, especially Abby. Yeah, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um, so anyway, Rodrigo, of course, um, the character Mike on General Hospital, who also they did an Alzheimer's story with, um, died as well. So hey! in your opinion, who do you think did it hey. better? The Young and the Restless or General Hospital? Um, I I have to say General Hospital did it better just because the writing was a little bit more tighter. The performances, I was, look, Mike's death, the week that he died, I was bawling my eyes out just because of the performances, especially for Maurice and, and Max Gale. And they brought back court, they brought back Kung Fu Barbie to take him away. And okay. That that was beautifully Aww, done. It was so cute. No, uh, I wasn't Christina more involved. That's the only problem I had. Right, yeah, I know that that was a glaring omission. I get it. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. Maybe Lexi couldn't get on set. Maybe she didn't want to be on set. I don't know. They should have because had of COVID. Take them into the light. <laughs> right, but the one with the young arrest. I the one thing I loved about the young arrest is one were the performances, especially with Eileen Davidson. And Beth Maitland, uh, I got we got a good Victor and Ashley moment out of it because uh, I'm always I, I'm sorry, but I've always been Team Victor and Ashley. You can come in my mentions, Nectar fans. I'm sorry. Um, 
They had a good moment where Ashley was telling Victor, look, I don't give a fuck about your son. He did me dirty. Um, so Ashley's kept that same smoke about Adam for years, which I've always loved. Um, so but they had a good moment because Victor's been part of that history too with the Abbots for years. So it was good that he was there. Um, but in terms of just like the emotional punch, gut punch was GH for me. I thought that was well done, even though fans, you know, were tired of it. It went a little too long. I understand. But when they made, when it was time for Mike to go, they went full balls to the wall and made it amazing. So I picked GH, but you know, but Dina's send off was well done as well. Marla Adams, you know, she's a, she's a YNR legend. Uh, ain't going to take that away from her. Uh, but, you know, it was time to, like, finish both those storylines just because it was just going on way too long that it needed to go. Mm. Uh, but I think both shows just ended it as satisfying as they could. So kudos to both the writing staff at GH and YNR for, you know, the way they ended those two storylines. Mm-hmm. Alan, um, where do you think the Abbott family goes from here um, post-Dina dying? Well, I hope that there's no more swearing about freaking necklaces, no more plot monkeys, no more tales about Dina's all the dick she caught during the Eisenhower administration because there's too many stories about her fucking all these guys 60 years ago. It was too much. <laughs> I do not want to hear about some old lady's sexual adventures. Current soap should be about current hope ho- behavior, not hope behavior from 70 years ago. I don't want to hear about that. No. So does that Hopefully, mean we get to stop hearing about your behavior? <laughs> I was waiting for that. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> Jack cheats with Lauren. I want Lauren and Jack to bang so we can have an age of over love interest. Yes. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. Because ain't nobody believing Michael yes. and Lauren as a couple no more. Ain't nobody believing that shit. No I never believe that, that no shit. More. That was no number one and grace, goddammit. Lauren, I love Michael Sport. It's time for Lauren to cheat. She is due for yeah. a cheat. Her vagina, she is hot in the ass right now. Let me tell you, she's been waiting. I'll take it oh. further. It's time for Michael to come out. I ho- I wish this is my storyline idea. Is Michael comes out? You stop that late, right now. later. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is so stupid. Michael is sixty damn years old. Well, the, the, well, we'll know that. But there, there's, there's a lot of old men. There's a lot of old men that do come out later there's in life after being married for years. Likey like, fans that. direct all that hate right there to Rodrigo. <laughs> that's true. I'm sorry, Rodrigo. I'm right Yo, I, I, I got to come for you. Is Charles Pratt Jr. still writing this damn show? Stop. No. At least, plenty, at no, least. There are plenty of people look, who do You're like baby. Michael's cure to booty cancer was getting fisted. You are yep. ridiculous. How you, know, how you think he got that booty cancer? Okay. Let me stop. <laughs> oh, God. Let me stop. Oh. Let me stop. It's so hard to be the toughest. <laughs> <laughs> There are plenty of people late in life that decide to come out. Look at Meredith Baxter Bernie, goddammit. She started cat looking at 57, okay? And she yes. still won't rip you in the bull there. And she was married for years, had kids, all, just the whole nine yards. Oh, 
Oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think look, it would be. Rodrigo, a, look, I think it would crazy. be. No, I think in, it would in, be. In a great season where, where both of the parents and family ties gay as a motherfucker, okay? I would love it. I would love it. Then you will get Lauren and Jack together. And like, like I've really, always. That been... is your best idea to get Lauren. Yes. Together. Yep. Yes, it is. Kevin Michael come out at 60. Look, Michael is screaming. Look at. Let me stop. Let me stop. Look, Move you on. Know, here's how Rodrigo <laughs> wants it to go down. One day, Lauren's going to come home. It's Michael's day off. He's like, oh, Lauren, I found my old Diana Ross CD from high school. Lauren, come home, find Michael in bed with another man. Out. That would be fine. Find my salad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm going to be sitting here calling Michael Skittles, telling him to taste the damn rainbow. For real. Hell, we don't have any kids. Twinkle Toes. Lauren, Michael for you. Mm-hmm. So, Rodrigo, uh, I cannot with you. I that so would be bold. I mean, right it would come on now. No, Tiggs, Tiggs with me. I know Tiggs. Look. Yeah, I'm showing the fuck because I ain't never, ever, ever like Lauren and Mike with a couple. Never, I never. That no, the I, worst parent I ever liked, had. When Lauren, Lauren and Michael had Jeopardy with Sheila, oh, when Lauren blew up on that yacht, oh my goodness. Oh. Lauren go from that. Stud ass Brad Carlton when she she caused that man to have a heart attack because her put her whop was so damn good. Then she go, <laughs> she goes from oh, that. And she beat Tracy's ass. And her and Tracy were fighting in that waiting room. Oh, that was some good. Oh, shit. she made Tracy take that pill. She said, "Tracy, you a fat oh. ass." Oh, he, she went from and Lauren had, used to have the hottest men on Young and the Restless. Then she went to Michael. I was like, "This is they done they done domesticated Lauren and like all this dumb right. shit." I was like, uh-uh. She's been a beer for 20 years. She needs some real sex. I always wish, <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. Tracy Bregman, and it was evident by those classic episodes, she should be on every damn day. Five days a week, twice on Sundays. I'm telling you, she is, she's the best. She's the best. They don't show her enough. They don't show her enough. Hopefully with Sally Spector coming to the show, Lauren's going to get a little bit more airplay and, you know, we'll see something going down. But, yeah. Um, so anyway, before we go here, we cannot end this podcast without mentioning that this past week was the 90th anniversary of the genre that we all love, sometimes hate, sometimes, you know, we talk about it every week. Um, and of course, it was all started by Erna Phillips, a retired Chicago school teacher who created Painted Dreams, which ran for 13 seasons. Uh, so Alan... Let's start with you. What is your favorite memory um, from either an Erna Phillips created soap or just soaps in general through all the decades they've been on? Mm, that's a tough question. I'd say Annie Dying on the Sienna Guiding Light. <laughs> yes, which she fell over. Yes. I was uh. just a competing with Vlad. Yeah, so brilliant. So you watch Rose is amazing. Um, so Tiggs, same question to you. Your favorite memory as we celebrate 90 years of soaps? My favorite moment. God, I I guess just all my children, period. Like all my children is my very favorite. It went through some bullshit towards the end, but Lorraine brought it, she reined it back in. But yeah, just some of my best memories, being a little kid with my grandmother watching the soap, it was all my children. 
just being excited to watch it whenever I was out of school. It was the holidays, and once I got older, they would tape it for me, and I'd come home, they would rewatch it with me and shit. Yeah, that just those are my greatest memories. With my mother and my grandmother being gone, because, you know, like, younger gay men, they kind of, you know, look down on you for watching soap opera. I'm like, well, bitch, this is the closest thing I have mm-hmm. to my mother and my grandmother right now, so, bitch, you can suck my dick. Oh, I'm sorry, Tiggs, fuck you. Anyway, so, you know, but look, those <laughs> I memories of being a memory. kid. <laughs> so just growing up and watching soaps and with my mother and my grandmother and being a little black gay child, sneaking and buying soap proper digesters and shit. Mm, <laughs> yes. Yes. Always sneaking a soap digest or a soap yes. Well, or yeah, soap weekly, really soap digest, soap weekly because soap weekly was like, like this big <laughs> <laughs> with some stretched out letters, soap opera. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rodrigo, go ahead, take it away. Ninety years of soap. <sighs> September eighteenth, nineteen ninety-two was the day. That the goddess arrived in Port Charles. I'm talking about Brenda Barrett, aka Vanessa Marcel. <laughs> the day that changed my life forever, my GH viewing habits forever, is when Brenda Barrett arrived in Port Charles. And Port Charles was never the same afterwards. The, oh my God, the memory of that beautiful, beautiful woman with the mole on her, her, her little Cindy Crawford mole. And I was just like, oh, who is this woman? Like, who is she? Like, she just came in there like gangbusters and like, and had the, the best pairing in soap opera history with Sonny Corinto's. Maurice Bernard and her were just like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Vanessa, come back, just come back girl. Like. You ain't really doing nothing. You just on Instagram every day, just posting shit. You ain't even doing nothing. You're not working. <laughs> Come on, Frank, bring her back. Bring Brenda back. Bring her. Bring her back. Bring her back. Bring her back. But that is my favorite memory of all. This what I still remember her going into Julia's room, the like Julia Barrett's, her sister's room, like coming into town, and just like you already knew there was a troublemaker in the making. I was like, oh. Oh, hell yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, yeah, this girl, she's going to be a problem. But I loved it. I loved every every minute of it. So that's it's my favorite, to have. <laughs> favorite memory in history of soaps. Miss D, I can't wait to hear what you pick. Well, see, it's kind of hard for me because I watched all of the soaps. Like, I didn't watch a lot of primetime because, hell, I had to watch all the soaps. But I would probably say, like, my favorite soap memory, I guess it depends, like, because I'm thinking about Tiggs, and I'm thinking about, like, my grandmother, and I just remember my grandmother and when Reba was often dubbed herself the slut of Springfield. Oh, my God. My grandmother oh, yes. stood up and started clapping, and she was like, tell him, baby, tell him, and I was just like, oh, okay, so I can call people sluts? She's like, no, ma'am. Um, she's like, <laughs> I learned to cuss from daytime drama. <laughs> I would probably say my all-time memory is all like I would have to say best soap memory is probably Brenda Baird. I would have to say she is my yeah. ultimate yep. favorite soap character. But I would just like just Brenda was just everything, and just Sunny and Brenda together, them and Puerto Rico. <sighs> 
Sunny and Brenda were everything for me. Like it's like Sunny and Brenda, and then it's like Devon and Hillary. When I tell you how I love my couples, and they're problematic, and I love them, and I don't care. But I would just say to relate it to real life. When Cliff and Nina got married at Tavern on the Green. Oh my God, D. Oh my God. When they closed down that restaurant in New York. Now keep in mind, my family's from New York. When they closed down that restaurant, I cried like a baby because my goal in life was to get married at that restaurant like Cliff and Nina. I'm not even playing with you. I want to get married. I want to have that big ass dress and that big ass, you know, just, just go all out. And so then when I was at a YNR event and I was talking to Peter Burton and when I told him, I was like, yo, you know, I love Jack, but you know, I'm, I'm a clip. And he was like, what? And I was just like, we were talking about Tavern on the Green and both of us were just sick that it was closed. But like, just, I don't think people realize how soaps can impact your life and how you just, they just become ingrained in you. And just out whenever I think about it, whenever I pass by, I always think about that wedding every single time. Whenever I walk by, I'm like, they got married right there so i have a lot of soap memories but i think it's because everyone in my family watches them and still watch yeah. them we're mm -hmm. still arguing about stuff we're all in different time zones and we're fighting <laughs> about soap. Yep. it does have an impact and i don't think people realize how it brings people together i mean look at twitter we never would have met each other if it wouldn't have been for that bird app we're so different but, and we love and hate like the same crazy weird stuff. And I mean, it just, it brings you together. So. Yes. No other genre does this. No other genre brings no. people together than soap opera, like daytime drama. Like you don't see that for primetime show. You don't have like a, a freaking, like a This Is Us, like uh, um, gathering of fans that just talk about the shows. And no, soap operas especially with the memory, it's the memories. It's like my mom, I thank my mom for introducing me to that. Like I was introduced to Erica Kane. That was my first childhood oh, memory. Climbing yeah, like up Susan Lucci. Like, oh yeah, God. I'm like, who, is this, who yeah. is this five foot two supermodel that's Who's just fighting like, off bears and <laughs> <laughs> I'm Erica Just getting Kane. married every other year. And like, <laughs> she's just like, don't give a fuck. She's just like, she didn't, Erica did not give a damn what anybody thought about her. And no, I was just like, not. no, she did not. And the fights were her and her mother, her and Mona, the way they went back and forth with each other. And okay, and then when Mona died. Oh, when Mona died. Oh, oh, broke oh, my heart. Mona, she that fell funeral. out. <laughs> she was like, oh. don't you leave me. Oh, Erica. Oh my God, Susan Lucy broke my heart with those scenes. I was like, oh, Mona, Mona gone. That's how, like, you get so attached to these characters. You're like, oh my god! It's, it's even my mom cried during that story, that funeral. Yeah. She was like, she grew up watching. Like that was her first soap when she came to this country in the '70s with all my children. So like, she that these characters were like family to her. So it's like, oh, no other genre could get you like this. I'm telling you. And, you know, Y and R is my all-time favorite. Um, and I adore Young and Restless. Look, thick and thin. I'm there every day. I may be a month behind, but I'll watch every damn episode. Um, but, you know, the memory that sticks out to me the most, and, you know, even though it was considered a low point for the show, I never considered it a low point, but it was Eterna on One Life. Because I just, you know, and I shared it a couple weeks ago on Twitter, 
the closing credits um, that had the special closing credits um, from the music from Score Productions and just the expansive set that took up half a studio and just the big earthquake and fire at the end. And I mean, everything oh, was just amazing. One soaps had a budget. Uh, Paul Rouch, <laughs> he just put his foot in that set. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, just the iconic actors, you know, the amazing Mara West, if you want to go a little more modern. And the Queen. Beverly McKenzie. Queen Mara West. Michael Zaslow and Elizabeth Hubbard. And oh my God. I mean, the list goes on and on. Jeannie Cooper. It really all does. Them. I mean, it goes on and on. On and on. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And of course, you know, the Hogan Sheffer years on the As the World Turns. And look, I could go on and on, but we need to wrap this podcast up. James E. Riley's days in the Oh, 90s. the first time um, around, yes. burying Carly. Not the, se- and, not the second stint, the first thing. Yes. Yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> not even, that. You know, another world with how amazing it was before, you know, Joe Farron fuck up and oh, Lord. Felicia's, you know, oh, Felicia's God. intervention. Oh my God. Yeah. And, you know, Lord. think of it. The soaps have been no other genre has crossed mediums like soaps from radio to TV, to iTunes, to Hulu. I mean, no other genre in 90 years has impacted the landscape of broadcasts like soap opera. So Gabrielle Union, Gabrielle Union was on Keep It talking about her love for Days of Our Lives. I didn't even know she was watching Days of Soaps herself. So she's like, Julia Roberts is a great equalizer. People don't realize how popular that show is. And when they used to actually do legit People's Choice Awards, Days used to win every year. Yeah, and Julia Roberts wanted to sit. She wanted to sit with the cast. Days was the reason the People's Choice Awards used to have the fan favorite daytime drama category. (laughs) Like. (laughs) You oh, have a God. movie superstar like Julia Roberts saying, I want to sit with the cast of Days of It's like, put me with that cast because that's how much she loved that show. So, oh. But mm. before we go, one more question to each of you. Dee, we'll start with you. Looking back across 90 years, if you could bring back one soap, what would it be? Just one? <laughs> just one, darling. Just one. One night to live. Rodrigo. Oh my God! Yeah, I one night to live. Like when they went out with a bang, like that show. mm, I miss that show to this day. One life. Alan, what about you? Guiding light. It was my first. So. And even the P-Pack years when we had kids that were changing into 7-Eleven, I still watch everything. <laughs> Marge, oh, poor Marge had to come out the bushes, Lord. God bless oh. you so. <laughs> that's soul, what Alan dude. does for this podcast. Alan comes out the bushes and his wardrobe <laughs> And then Tiggs. Oh, your we know. Kind of there. All my children. Yes. All day. Yeah, baby. All day. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And for me, I would have to say as the world turns, um, I really think towards the end, the show was actually becoming viable again. And I would love to see what Oakdale is up to after all these years. But thank God for Alan Locker. I mean, oh. I love that I was right. I predicted all of y'all correctly. 
Yeah, I mean, as the world turns to me, it was just, that's the world turns. I'm like, how could you not love mm. it? Carjack. Oh, okay. carjack. Barbara. <laughs> Hello, Barbara. Oh, okay. Margo, when she tried to kill Emily, she should have oh, shot that yes. bitch. I would have shot her too. So tell social issues better than world turns. I mean, world turns just went there you know margot's rape and then she was scared that she might have had hiv oh that was um, so good oh my god doug marlin's story oh my god yeah but they wrote colleen's cancer into the show and oh my god damn 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 you brian franz and barbara bloom and les moon vests and uh damn and that bitch christopher galvin fuck him mm. That bitch, Brian Franz, he deserves to be called a bitch twice. Look, that BB, bitch Brian, there you go. Um, anyway, so, Alan, where can they find you on the Twitter? You can come yell at me about my upcoming column, 12 so characters, characters that need to leave, coming this Monday, and I'll wrap up. Well, that is going to be a 10,000 word column. You just want. <laughs> uh, and then Miss D, where can they find your lovely self? Lusting over Nicholas Casadine at TMZ Diddy. Then um, Rodrigo. Oh my goodness. Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Rodrigo. Where can <laughs> I can hear the heart out in your voice. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> Uh, you can find me showing my naval love at Rodrigo's World 81. Go, neighbor. The always lovely, passionate, vibrant Tiggs, who sometimes gets more drunk than Nicky Newman during November sweeps. Where can they find you? Sometimes. You can find me at the best 11985 fighting off these damn Shadow fans. Shit. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> no, we do not have time for another hour of this podcast to discuss. Um, but I do have a um, name for the podcast. You name of Plot Monkeys. Thanks, Alan. That was cute. Look, I'll name it what I named it. And you'll see the screenshot in the group. He's going to take anyway. the nastiest thing we said and make it the damn title. You watching Plastic ass. Plastic ass. Plastic ass. Down. Look, I have a list of five titles and I will narrow it down to one. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to turn it into a damn poll. Watch this mess. <laughs> well, I'm just speaking of polls. D, thank you because our 50th episode is coming up. And I'm very excited. I have something special planned if it all works out. But um, anyway, you can find me at KCS Hutch. You can find our show at the chat underscore podcast. Uh, as always, thank you for listening and have a good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Vote. Go and Wear vote. Wash your ass. Vote, 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 and vote. Vote and ship neighbor. Yes. Love yourself. <laughs> yeah.